Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 24th of January, 2024. This is The Gap, episode 693. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gilroy is here, and it is the uh, the awesome twosome today. We're back. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. We're properly back this time. We're not, uh, not goading. Pretending. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so for those that were here last week, uh, mm. we did our... Um, our 2023 game of the year podcast yep um that went up over the weekend so hopefully everybody had a good time with that i think it ran uh, i think it was about six hours and 30 minutes by the time a woeful we edited out all of the crap a woeful um, six and a half. well I, you know like last year all i did was just edit out all the nonsense that you said so we <laughs> cut it down what about all the uh blank spots where kleb <laughs> uh his brain sort of shut down from too much alcohol and he paused oh, that was for longer trying to figure out what what <laughs> what number we're up to that's a recurring trend it seems like now at this point <laughs> every year yeah. we need someone to get blotto fucking wasted uh <laughs> but in my defense right when i got absolutely ripped shit it Ooh. was like 13 hours in <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm pretty uh, sure it was. Um, <laughs> when I got when I got when I got blanking blanking on my words, bad. It was yeah. about that far. But uh, yeah, yeah, Jung Jung and Kleber, awesome guests. We should have them on more. They're they're good. They're good to chat to. Uh, yep. And I I think there are some RTSs coming out this year that uh, I will probably play at my typical low level. And then uh, I'll try to explain why the latest one didn't grab me for whatever reason. I kickstart them all, but uh, yeah, they just don't. They just I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't even know what it is. What that I want from an RTS. I'll tell you what. I don't know if it was uh, obvious in the podcast last week, but that fucking uh, that Supreme Commander one that Jung was talking about. Um, uh total annihilation total annihilation one yeah 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 same fucking diff um supreme commander is the less supreme (laughs) this is such a pointless distinction but okay um whatever it was called because i can't remember i I assume you can't remember what the name of the actual game was either can you um but uh I, i i've been watching some like i've been watching people stream that and fuck it is compelling viewing in the sort of way that like watching like a neptune's pride uh game was compelling viewing because it's kind of just dots on a screen uh and it it can be really difficult to work out what the fuck the context of what's happening is until but once you understand the what each dot represents you just get fully fucking invested. You get really invested really fast. So I imagine it's like watching, I don't know, an ant battle or something. But uh, it's mm. it's very cool. Uh, that game, yeah. I I would never be able to play it. I would never, ever be able to play it. Like, especially, what was it? Like, eight versus eight? Like, teams of eight versus eight? Could you something Im- like that. Could you imagine being the fucking weak link in an eight-person chain? What a fucking nightmare. I couldn't do that. I, I feel bad enough when I'm like the weak link in a four-person fucking team, right? Like, hmm. just most of the time. 
Oh, not the other day, mate. Not the other day. I've still got a clip of me fucking blapping you. You're fucking in the, in the hiding in the bathroom. Fucking, I wasn't even hiding in the bathroom. I was hiding in the other corner. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, is it? Would you? Would it be worse to be the like weak link in an eight-person chain or in a three-person chain? What would be worse? Because in an eight-person chain. You'd be letting down seven other people. That's a lot more people. That's mm. t- that's more than twice the people to let down, right? In yeah. a three-person chain, it's just the it's just the other two. But, but it's also easier to convince the other person. That's the other person. Ah, that now, we're, now we're talking. Now we're talking. It was probably <laughs> Doctor E three Money who let us down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I died because my team wasn't with me. <laughs> Yeah, I would have been in trouble if all, all four of you had come into the building at once. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. All right, excellent. We're um, first podcast and we're off track already. Hey, I went to Japan. I didn't put it on here, but I went to Japan. Did I talk about it last week? I can't really remember. Uh, um, yes, you did. Did I like extensively? Or <laughs> you just like uh, shut the fuck up about Japan. No, you were talking so. about Japan and and like uh, the Mario Kart ride. Did I talk about that? Yeah, the Mario, how the Universal. How it uh, violated me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with the seats. Yeah, that was rough. That yep. was rough. But uh, yeah, went all over Japan. We we flew into Osaka. Uh, went to Kyoto. Went to Kobe. Uh, went to. It was like we we got really lucky. You can't really do this kind of trip anymore. You can, you could sort of half do it, but yeah, you gotta like, you gotta pick your battle, right? Because they cancel. It was like the last opportunity, literally the last days, to get a thing called the JR pass, which is what you sort of use to get on the Shinkansen to go all over Japan at like the one low price of sort of three hundred bucks. Imagine a three hundred dollar um like you buy 300 buck uh, 300 buck thing and then uh for the next seven days you can get on any plane to any capital city in australia right i would use trains as an example but our interstate rail network you'd have to i don't know put your luggage in the coal fucking bins or whatever the fuck so uh it's not really the same but yeah you can get on any plane and you're in a new fucking capital city in like an hour, uh, two hours, right? Like effectively, effectively the same as plane flight because there's no security at a fucking train station. You just fucking walk in and you show your fucking pass thing. You wander straight onto the plane, right? Uh, onto the train, right? Whereas it's security. They're like, you got to check your bags. You got to fucking go through the scanners. You got to wait and this and that and blah. Right, so yeah, you just jump on a fucking train, go wherever the fuck you want. Um, they've shut that down. You can still sort of do it, but you got to do it by region. So if you wanted to, you could do what we did, fly into Osaka, uh, and then you could travel to Kyoto, Kobe, Hiroshima, uh, all around that region. It's sort of like a a state um, of Australia, right? Like uh, and. Yeah, you could do that, or you could go to fly into t- Tokyo and get the one for that region, and you'd be able to go to Tokyo anywhere in Tokyo, Hakone, um, 
halfway to Mount Fuji and then you have to pay the rest of the way because it's a separate train line for some fucking reason. Uh, like all those options, right? Like you, you just sort of got to pick your battles, but you can't go from Tokyo to Osaka via Shinkansen on the cheap uh, rail anymore. So anyway, uh, we took full advantage while it was still cheap. You could actually still buy the full JR pass, but they doubled the fucking price and it's just not worth it, right? You'd have to literally be on a train once, maybe twice a day, uh, like on a bullet train, like once or twice a day just to make it fucking worth it. Anyway, went to a Ryokan uh, in, uh, outside of uh, Kyoto where uh, they gave us like a... Uh, I can't remember the name, Yukutas, like uh, fucking robes, samurai robes, and like uh, wooden slippers to walk around in. And the way, like, you always see, I always saw people like with with those on, and they always take these really dainty steps, even the dudes. And I was always like, oh, it must be like a ceremonial thing, you know, like to, no, you can't fucking move your legs. You're wrapped up like a fucking penguin. And so you penguin walk everywhere. It's fucking crazy. But it does make you feel a lot more con contemplative uh, as a result. So that was nice. I uh, had a traditional Japanese dinner, which involved at one point eating an entire fucking fish, uh, which I'm going to be honest, I didn't love. I don't mean like they baked a whole fish and served it. I mean, there was like a... Just a whole, uh, an entire like fish the size of my hand width that you're just sort of like supposed to fucking chomp down on. Did it uh, have bones and shit in it too? Yeah, but like it, it was like, uh, I don't know. They were too, they were so small that you just sort of crunched straight straight. You through. just eat the bones. Yeah, like a real man. Like a real man. <laughs> or because nobody there spoke English and we were going entirely off Google Translate. They got the <laughs> plates back and they're like, these motherfuckers ate the bones? What the fuck just happened here? They <laughs> ate the fucking, they ate the bones and all. You crazy Americans. <laughs> fucking crazy Americans. Goddamn Americans. Uh, whenever, that was our that was our mantra, whenever we were doing something horrible, uh, whenever we were being obnoxious, mostly by virtue of uh, I was traveling with my, uh brother and uh and his family and they had a six-year-old and the six-year-old like just no concepts of time or space or anything and so she would hmm. like constantly uh like sort of just step out in front of like a thousand people getting off a fucking train and she's like sort of wander out in front and you're like fuck She's about to get trampled. But like instead of saying fuck, you'd be like, oh gosh, oh no. Oh, she stepped out in front. Oh no, don't do that. You put on a big American. Oh, when we got into the fucking, you know, you know how the subways have like women's only cars? Yeah, that was that was rough. Uh when we realized we were in the women's only car, because everyone on this on this train car was staring at us. And they were all women. And we were like, What's going on? Like, you know, I know I'm looking good today, but oh my God, that says women's only car. Oh no, oh, we've got to get off this car. Oh no, this is the women's only car. Yeah, we can't be here. Big American accent, off we go to the next one. 
Uh, yeah. Whenever we're being cool, Australian accents all the way. So that they mm. would think English people were the best. I assume. So I'm, just, I'm assuming yeah. they can't differentiate between our accents, except for American, obnoxious American accents. Yeah. Uh, so big assumption, but I'm pretty sure it scans. Uh, I think it holds up. Anyway, cool. Uh, I've been cancelled for 2024. That's good. 24th. Not even a month in. January. And uh, that statement is going to get me cancelled. That's fantastic. All righty. Um, anyway, Japan was very cool. Uh, yeah. In, in, in many senses, because it was winter and uh, it got really cold. We stayed on Mount Fuji for Christmas, watched Die Hard. My brother, oh, my little my little nephew had never seen fucking any of the Die Hards. I was just showing my little nephew all the fucking Die Hards. And he fucking loved them. I thought he, I, I was like really worried because uh, he's like, he's a little fucking Gen Z. I, I heard the words Skiwity, Blatt. And uh, Riz, more times than I would ever care to uh, in one lifetime in the space of fucking 12 days. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought he was like a little Gen Z fucking dweeb and he only like it if it had Fortnite. But no, he fucking loved those movies. It was fucking dope. Um, and I made sure to point out every time uh, there was titties in Die Hard. Just so... That because, you know, you're watching, you're watching a movie with your parents because his parents were in the room. Uh, you're watching, a, you, you're what, 13 or 14. You're watching a movie with your parents, right? You definitely don't need anyone pointing out that there's titties on the screen and they're slapping you in the chest every time. Being like, hey, titties, hey, hey. You like the titties, don't you? Uh, it's got to make a, an awkward moment way worse. So, uh that's, I think that's what every uncle needs to do. So I think I achieved that. It was a Christmas miracle. Anyway, so uh, that was nice. Japan. Moving on. Video games. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some video games. We've got a decent chunk of uh, mixed of old and new titles here, which is good. Um, let's uh, let's kick things off with, with something that I was playing over the break. Mm. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I want to talk about this because uh, during our game of the year podcast i had mentioned it and so Mar marvel's midnight suns came out at the end of 2022 it was like midway through or the, the around the 15th or 20th of the december yeah um, real late dropped super late and uh i <clears throat> i enjoyed aspects of that game when i played predominantly the 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 card-based action combat system um the stuff sort of surrounding parts of the abbey which you wander around in not so much um i did like i i did enjoy like uh um like leveling up your cards and and that sort of stuff um but it was the social aspects of speaking to other members of your avengers team and or, or midnight suns team and, and that sort of stuff which was a bit too uh too weeby for me yeah. um <clears throat> and and on top of that like that game was extremely deep like so long it's, it's a, a very chunky chunky game um and so i didn't really get a whole um whole lot of time to sort of play it before we did eventually record i think we recorded our game of the year podcast like five days later or something it was just before christmas um yeah 
Uh, and so, yeah, I, I got a chance to play it over that break. And then um, it was sort of like the game that I went to every once in a while, like on a weekend, if I had nothing to do, I'd jump in for a couple hours and play like a few matches. Um, and so over the Christmas break, this is the one game that I, I went back to and, and like put another 30 hours into um, and thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a fantastic game like that. The uh, it, it extremely compelling combat system that like really engages you and makes you think. You're constantly getting new cards on top of new characters to play around with, um, and then uh, they're they're receiving new cards, and then you're also able to update upgrade those cards. So they do additional effects, or they become more powerful, and so it it constantly feels like you're always getting something new to toy around with and and there's so many characters in that game you can play as that um you sort of never really get bored of just running the same couple of characters that you can run around with you can always bring someone new in and try and see what they do uh and so i had a, a pretty good time playing that I, I feel like if i had enough time to play it it's a type of game where it could have easily made my top five of that year despite me not liking all the other bullshit but like i said i just skip all that like it mm. wasn't i i can just press escape and i'm done with it and go to the bits that i like it Probably wasn't getting was in the having, way of my enjoyment because i was yeah. playing it after you talked it up i was playing it according to this in last July, year last year yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the problem i was having was that i didn't not like all of it like i disliked about maybe 60 percent like the book club stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like that sort of thing? But like, yeah, just all the yapping. I disliked about sure. 60% of it. But there was 40% of it that was actually kind of interesting and I liked. Yeah. And well, the that's stuff that's the around the main story is really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you just skip all the, the straight the book club stuff. Going on dates with stuff. people. Yeah, and right. Yeah. Do you skip it by doing it and then skipping the dialogue in it? Or yeah. Oh, okay, right. Because okay. you build up relationships yeah, with those people, and then I, that gives you, like, yeah. additional ways to interact with the game yeah. through combat. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like, yeah, I could easily see that game have... I, I I didn't look at what my top five was for that year, but it, it could, probably would have been close to making it. I think it's uh, a huge mistake that they let that, that team disappear, because mm. I do not think that it's necessarily... I think the 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 core combat mechanic is extremely uh extremely good um and i don't think the sales was their fault i think that was just a bad marketing and release schedule um yeah. uh but at the same time i would have cut a bunch of that stuff out but they were also going for a specific type of genre that was and i don't know if, yeah and i don't, don't, don't know if that necessarily worked because yeah I, I i don't know i think it was um, it's been on sale a bunch and I'd absolutely recommend it if you like card-based uh, card-based action games because yeah. I, I think it is one of the more interesting ones out there. Um, yeah. And it's it, it's very deep uh, and it's challenging um, because it is from the team that did like XCOM and so it's got that, you know, it, it's not, you're not ever, you're not always going to win <laughs> your, uh, your matches you know some of them can get extremely hard and you've got to really think about it you may only have a couple of tip turns to actually win um yeah. so yeah I, I enjoyed that part of it and uh it's just disappointing that that team sort of well, well at least jake solomon has sort of left and started his own thing but 
Yeah. Because um, I've enjoyed all of his games. So, yeah. I just wanted to give that a shout out because I, I think it's a fantastic um, game. Nice. Yep. Um, and I have not been keeping notes for times, but I'll guess. Uh, next up, we've got uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. Yes, Valhalla. So I think both of us have been playing a bit of this one. Uh, yeah. This is the DLC that released at the end of last year. Um, and it is a... Uh, it, it's got a bit of story in it. It's, it is yeah. a story-based DLC, um, but it is a, a roguelite sort of... Um, uh, you're going through dungeons, uh, re- repeatedly killing enemies, getting currencies off them, new weapons and stuff like that. The conceit that. is you need to prove that you're a, a worthy warrior to Valhalla, which is in in Viking or Norse mm-hmm. mythology, uh, the where the the heralded dead go, where the people who who died and go to heaven uh it, heaven in in that mythology is valhalla and it can only be attained by uh a virtuous noble glorious death in battle so you need to prove that you're good enough at combat to earn a spot in valhalla which yeah. that, that's so yeah you keep doing the roguelike to to earn that right but i think that it's got a a very different uh way of engaging with those systems because um in a in a typical roguelike game you are um learning i guess from your mistakes and death is seen as a way to increase your uh stats or your you know to get more powerful basically um the thing that this does which is very different is that it builds in the uh, not necessarily death, but the repetition as a storytelling method. Mm. Um, and so I have not experienced death in the game yet. Oh, what? <laughs> and so it's just constantly taking me back to the start and starting like the next uh, cycle, I yeah. guess is the word. And so I'm just, I just keep going. And I'm, so I'm a little bit lost. You didn't lost even die the to... first time? Really? Uh, what was the first time? When it threw those, uh, I think they were ice dudes, like late game ice dudes, but you didn't have any power ups. You didn't have your shield. Like you don't get your shield and immediately and all that kind of stuff. Potentially. I just, I don't like, I've not had a game over screen or, or whatever the screen is. Fuck is there a game over screen? Over here. I'm pretty sure there is. You get dumped back on you- the beach. I've, ha- I've been dumped back on the beach but that's usually after like I've done the thing that is that generally how it has happened for me as well but I died the fucking first run I didn't have a fucking oh, shield okay. uh, and they were hitting pretty hard um, yeah yeah alright alright um, doesn't need a shield over here doesn't need a shield he says yeah and so it's uh, it's a very um I dig it, the actual mode itself, but it's also, I find, a little confusing as to how it all works, like the labyrinth of it all. Mm. Um, I'm a little bit, like, not sure of how it's all connected. Um, Because there are, like, areas you go into, like, it sort of starts and you fight extremely basic enemies and it gives you, like, a couple of low-level power-ups or skills and then you get into, like, this hub world area and there's these doors that you can go into and that's sort of like the roguelite area where 
all right, which, which, where do I want to go on this map next? And each door has like a little symbol on it. And each symbol represents like the type of error that you're going and the reward that you'll get. Um, it could be like a, in relation to giving more health or some sort of power up or a boss fight. Um, but also in this hub area are chests that you can go and open by collecting keys. Uh, but there's also like this, uh, there can be other things around there that will level, take you to another area. And like a lot of that isn't clear yeah. to me. And so I'm sort of just going through and doing the motions of the very linear sort of aspects of that particular well, a lot of it is like journey. locked off for reasons I can't discern either. Like yeah. the, the doorways that you're talking about, which take you to other worlds, uh, mm -hmm. like the nine realms. Um, they'll sometimes just be broken and I can't work out. I, I, I had, that won't be formed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, is this something that, that like it will be fixed? Is this the RNG when aspect? When I play or more, is, it... is this RNG? Yeah. Or is this like, I can't, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't put it together. Right. Like it's, it's really, there's, there's not enough, there's not enough information, right? Like that's, I guess the essence of the rogue lit key, uh, play is that you wind up, uh, like knowledge. Knowledge is the thing. You know, in the in the original rogue, all you took with you was knowledge, right? You didn't even have a meta progression, right? Um, so knowledge is sort of the big thing, but like it's so, it's actually pretty good with meta progression. I think uh, it's it it gives you pretty good like meta progression information. But the information in each fucking level is just nowhere to be seen. It's just, yeah, you'll piece it together. And I'm like, I don't know if I fucking will, right? Like, holy fuck. Like, I, it seems really obvious to me what I need to do to engage the meta progression, which is the challenges stuff, right? Like, again, to go back to the conceit, you need to use a wide variety of things um, to impress Valhalla. Uh, and to that extent, it means like, you you know i i by the end of uh ragnarok i vastly preferred using the blades the chain blades more than any other weapon uh but i can't just do that here i gotta use every other weapon because you have challenges that are like use a frost axe upgrade to kill five enemies or use all five of the different shields or like use the different uh, armor types or whatever, right? Like you've got all these different challenges and when you complete those challenges, that is your meta progression. That is how you are improving uh, Kratos in Valhalla itself. But then when, yeah, like fucking once you're back in the fucking hub or in, in the main, in the thick of it, playing the fucking thing, right? I'm like, did I miss something? Right? Was there a tutorials section where it explained all this? Because it explained fucking everything else really well. It's like, uh, all right, this is your first day of uh, of school. Uh, this is how you do maths. This is how you do English. Here are some beakers and some acids. Work out chemistry on your own. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, and this is how you do history. And you're like, hang on. Can we go back to chemistry? I have, I've got acid. And like, yeah, motherfucker, you got acid. Use the acid. It's chemistry. Do you not know what chemistry is? And you're like, I, I do. 
I know what chemistry I do know, but I'm 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 missing something here. That's how it feels. I I love it. I reckon it's awesome. Uh, just because the combat's awesome, uh, and it's got me it's got me using like it's got me loving the other weapons. Uh, it's got me loving the axe at least. Uh, I don't know. I still don't know about the fucking lance. Uh, it's it's uh, it still feels hyper situational. Um, but yeah, the fucking the axe is dope. I get it now. Uh, but yeah, I I just can't work out what I'm doing. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I just have a real problem. I like the storytelling though. Um, that's got that's keeping me coming back more more than anything. Like the mystery at the heart of it. Mm. I just jumped in straight from the menu. Did you do the same? Yes. Was there a way to, to jump in from the game world in, itself? In the game? Yeah. I have no idea. I literally just clicked on the Valhalla thing on the menu. Right. Yeah, me too. Uh, started yeah. started playing. Yeah. I wonder if like, I don't know, like I, I didn't look it up, but I wonder where in the game it's supposed to take place, you know? Seems very late game, but not necessarily end game. It it is very like as someone who's not played that since yeah. Uh, maybe it came out. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, it was it came out. Did it come out twenty twenty two? Um, yeah, yeah. And so like I haven't played it since then really, and I had no problem jumping back in. For yeah. a specific mode. It very much holds your hand. Mm. Um, and, and so, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's situated somewhere in the game. But I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. I think that um, it's it's a lot of fun. There are, like I said, my biggest sort of problem with it is that there's too many things in there that I'm like, I don't really understand mm. if I'm supposed to be doing something else or like why certain things are locked off. Um, and if they should be unlocked later or if it's something that I've missed. Because um, at this point, I'm just sort of going from A to B yeah. and just making my own way there. Um, like, I don't I don't like how the doors are sort of... Or even the chests, like, it's so arbitrary to... Like, the actual symbolism of it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that fucking means. Like, so now I'm going to pause the game and like open up a menu and go to the codex screen and be like, what does that symbol mean? Oh, okay. It means this. Cool. And then like having to back out and be like, well, that's not the door I want. I'll go look for something else. Like just show oh, me Oh, you fucking- making, you making decisions that way. I'm just like, well, sometimes- see a door. It, yeah. <laughs> <Use a> door. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like, I want to get, if I'm trying to get the best equipment or whatever. Yeah. Like- yeah. The challenge is like, go back to the fucking elf. <laughs> Elfland over and over again. I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to determine that? Like you talking about the symbols is the first time uh, I can actually vividly picture the symbols now that yeah. you've mentioned it, but it's the first time that uh, it has dawned on me that it would be a some sort of way to tell where the fuck you were going. I'm like, yeah, that's what it does. I, I just keep like, yeah, I want to go to Niflheim five fucking times, motherfuckers. It's not up to me, is it? Apparently it is up to you, Joe. <laughs> but no, I also don't know. But I think that's yeah. just random. I think the reward is what you, it's sort of alluding to there. Oh, right. I, I don't know if there's a choice at all. All oh, right. Um, okay. 
but anyway, I, like I'm I'm curious to see like where this thing goes, because um, it seems cool. But anyway, yes, yeah, nice. Anyway, that's fun. Uh, it's a God of War Ragnarok Valhalla or God of War Valhalla. I don't know. Is that what they're calling it? Ragnarok Valhalla. I don't know. Yeah. G O W R V. Yep. Yep. Um. All right, uh, moving on here, some other stuff that I have played a bunch of, which I talked about on the Gaming New Podcast, but I'll talk about it here. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I put about uh, 85 hours into it over the uh, our break. Um, I got right back into it. Uh, pretty much just um, started from uh, where I, I left off my character last time, which is pretty much the first like act in the the beginning region that's tour really area or whatever you want to call it um and i was playing i'm playing as a uh a wizard um and yeah just put in a stupid amount of hours and got sucked right into it i think i've talked about this before i've not really played uh, a lot of tabletop dnd dice rolly games before mm-hmm. um and so this was a very good like learning experience for me like understanding the systems and getting to know um the rules of how the game world works and uh how specific traits work um and then what that means in terms of your character and how you can interact with the world uh and so it it does a pretty good job at like explaining a lot of that to you but it's once you actually start playing around with the systems and and then you know clicking on things in the menus and looking around that's when it starts going into like a bit more detail of what some of those numbers mean and and how you can uh get better numbers in the end to make that stuff higher um uh, and so like yeah learning about all that stuff was really interesting and neat and so i uh yeah, I, I pretty much just played through... Uh, I haven't finished it. I'm still doing, like, a bunch of the side content because uh, there is a... There's a ton of it. Um, the m- most uh, interesting thing to me, and it's the... Um, <clears throat> it's something I talked about on the podcast, but, like, how the storytelling unfolds in this game, I think, is just uh, something that we've r- very rarely see. Um and what Baldur's Gate 3 does so well is that pretty much anybody in the game can die, whether that's from your character to your main party to anybody that you come across in the game. And that has such rippling effects on the world, depending on how pivotal they are to the, the story or the things you're trying to do. But um, sort of every sort of, every engagement you interact with somebody there is a way of like, hey, here's maybe five choices that you can make and each one is different. And all of those can lead to different situations that can affect you further and further hours down the line. Um, and they can play out in very different ways depending on which ones you choose or what you decide to go with in your, um, you know, in your story. Uh, and I think that for me, the interesting stuff is like having people who you consider to be major characters in the game that can just fucking maybe you roll the wrong thing or you've decided you want to kill this person and they're just out of your story and it doesn't feel like that is a big deal the thing just keeps on going and going right um and that's the sort of same in terms of like quest lines or venturing into certain areas and so the 
uh, we, I think we saw a bit of it in like the Discord for the um, game spoiler chat, which I've not really gone into as of yet. But um, like people talking about their different experiences with the game. Um, like I've had a chance to talk to other people that have now played it and and uh, the the decisions that they made or the encounters that they had and how their game unfolded compared to mine. And it seems like wildly different the interaction interactions you can have with people and how they can affect your your world and i spoke about like one of them on the podcast of of uh having some pretty major decisions uh affect the one of the major battles in the game uh and how that can sort of uh spiral into a bunch of different directions and whether or not uh you decide to do certain things can impact your game pretty substantially um and so hearing and talking to other people about how they approach that or or the sort of interactions that they had with that specific section of the game is super fascinating because it seems like everybody's got something wildly different that they experienced. And I think that there aren't a lot of games out there that can, or that have done that, that have, that have changed um, story, the story beats in such significant ways. Um, things like, major like major uh characters in the story that can be in your party that you can just uh Heath was talking about like he just didn't come across them he went he went left instead of right and just didn't come back to explore this region later on and I'm like like uh okay fair enough um but like that sort of thing where you can just completely miss something because you walk and it's not going to affect your your experience you just don't know any different um you might uh you might just go down a, a different path to somebody else. Like there, there's an area of the game that I just did not really explore. And it sounds like there's another, you know, 10, 15 hours worth of content down there that I might've not seen, but I, I don't feel like I've missed anything at all. Um, uh, and I think the, the combat system itself is uh, very satisfying. Like the, how, how you can interact with the world and each of the spells or abilities that your characters can get and the way that each one does something different and uh like i think i talked about this last year when i played it and how i had to kill this one character and was like trying to figure out how to get him to how to kill this person and like picking up barrels and placing them strategically next to them before starting the fight or like being able to push him off a cliff or um and then having like one of his other commanders like sending them off to go do something else while while uh to try and distract them i guess like there's just a bunch of different ways you can approach this these fights that will um really change up and and affect parts of your engagement with the game and i think that there's um there's really not a lot of them out a lot of games out there that sort of allow you to take that type of control from a game and um and play it uh, like it's it's very much like a a dnd game where you have a dungeon master there and you're describing what you want to do and they're like all right we'll roll a 10 and if you get higher than a 10 then this is what happens uh, and it feels like you know not to that level like you can't do everything yeah. um but there is enough there that like it feels like you can make so many different choices in just one specific fight or, or or whatever it is and there's a ton of different ways that you can approach it and, and uh like i saw 
I think it might have been I don't know if someone posted it in our chat or if I saw it on Reddit but like someone stole something from somebody before they spoke to them like snuck up and, and like said to them like oh, oh I'm looking for this thing have you seen it They're like actually yeah I'll sell it to you for you know a thousand whatever gold yeah. and they were like alright cool and they went to go grab it and like what the fuck like this thing is gone um, like that sort of stuff Yeah. and so um, yeah it's just a it just seems like they've thought of so many different ways for you to be able to interact with this game um and i can i can absolutely see why it has appealed to so many people um yeah i, I uh yeah and i think that they've what they've done larian studios has done with Baldur's gate 3 uh from a design standpoint is uh yeah it's phenomenal that they've they've absolutely knocked it out of the park and um I, i'm so glad that so many people got to experience it because in my mind again it is it is a very niche i think it's a niche experience and that thing is uh the maybe the second biggest game of last year um yeah. i think and so yeah it's cool that that uh, so many people got on board with that and i, and I hope that this has a, a bigger impact on the type of games that we uh that we get to see going forward that that potentially triple a studios will make maybe take more of a um uh oh sorry not studios publishers will take more of a, a chance with stuff that is a little bit more like this because um it's it, i think it's had a huge impact on 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 the year and, and what people are in for so uh yeah i really enjoyed it anyway that was last year luke this that year, was last year this year publishers are taking a whole new lesson from a whole different game <laughs> yeah um, so the, I, I think I talked about this. My biggest disappointment with Baldur's Gate 3 is a level cap. Um, right. I wish that there wasn't a level cap and I could just keep on getting bigger and beefier. Oh, yeah. um, just let me just let me fucking keep leveling up and give me more spell points, whatever it is. Um, and uh, yeah, but it's, it's the type of thing where I was going around and doing like a lot of the side quests now that I hit the level cap. Um, and there is there are some absolutely insane side quests that you can go and do that are extremely deep and challenging. Um, and the reason to do those, I guess, is to get better gear. Um, trying to find the you know the stuff that maybe is a bit more higher tier, or maybe you're missing a certain set or something like that. And so that's the, the appeal. Of that and I guess to fill out the story. But I would I would like the XP. I'm a I'm a grindy. There are mods of that. Yeah. Just a quick, I'll have to have a look. Quick Google, and it seems like there's a couple of mods. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that game because uh, you love it. It was very high up on my list, uh, and it wasn't until two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I kept playing it. Like seriously, I was doing like, you know, ten hours a day at one point. Yeah. Um. It was. It gripped me a lot, and I think it's a. Uh, it's a very special. Um very special game that as someone who is not into dnd this because i played uh oblivion was it oblivion no what was their last game they put out uh Path, uh no yeah Path of, something no. too pillars of eternity too. pillars of eternity too yeah i enjoyed it like i thought it was cool but i never got into it. i think you got into that game a lot more than than not, what i did no i didn't get into poe2 as much as i got into was it tyranny which I think wasn't them. 
don't know if that was Larian. That was Obsidian. I like Tyrion. What are we thinking of? More than Pillars. I don't know. I got into Path of Exile. Uh, uh, original Sin. Divinity 2. Divinity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah, enjoy That it. was the one that you got into a lot more yeah, than what yeah. I did. Uh, and now I'm like, maybe I should go play fucking... <laughs> maybe I should yeah. go play that game. Uh, Probably. Why not? Yeah, because I know that was also like a big game of the year thing for people. Yep. I mean, it was maybe GameSpot's game of the year or something like that. Ah. Uh, yep. All right. That was pretty. Uh, that was like that was pretty good with the old. What I liked about that one was what you talk about, like like the way you can solve shit, but it was mostly like combat focused. Like this was like mixing elements with each other, and yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Which this has all of that in there. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, all right. Uh, should we keep moving on here? We sure. got. Uh, we got more. I'm going to talk about Diablo 4 um, super quickly because uh, that was another game I spent a lot of time over the break. But uh, the new season dropped today, um, which is called the Season of the Constructs, I believe off the top of my head. Okay. Um, uh, this one involves... So the, uh, the thing you're doing here is you've got uh, this almost mechanical style companion that uh, you obtain and you can plug different types of abilities into it there's about i think 40 different type or variations of these uh these items that you can get Um, and you can put in about i think it's eight or nine different sockets in this thing Um, and that gives it types of abilities or different types of effects depending on what you do uh, it's broken up in different categories. It's sort of like melee, range attacks, and utility. It could be like healing or um, doing something specific in terms of support items. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, there's these tuning stones that you can also plug into it, which then uh, creates a different type of effect for whatever you've plugged in. And certain combinations uh, affect that construct in different ways. And yeah, it basically just runs around and fights things for you. Um, so that's the main like leveling component of this time around Uh, and while you're doing that you are are going around to these dungeons which are um, vaults that you can find spread throughout the world Uh, and you enter these vaults and once you get in there you there are a um, there's almost like a a blessing before you start the actual dungeon Um, and it's almost like a uh, how many do you want to like insert into this thing and once you get your blessing you um you can keep leveling that up and the idea is that you need to get to the end of the dungeon and still have enough of these blessings to be able to open the chest it just requires at least what i'm doing at the moment is just one um but along the way this entire dungeon is riddled with traps and every time you get hit by a trap it's it uh removes one of these blessings from you right and so you need to get to the end without uh, getting down to zero. Um, if you do, that's fine. You'll still get a chest. It's just not the main, uh, the main like other chest that you're you're sort of working your way towards. Uh, and by traps, I mean like there is fucking tons of them, uh, just all over the place, from floor traps to walls uh, to things in the middle that will explode or spin around. Um, 
and it's a little bit daunting for me as a player because I'm playing as a necro. I've, I've rolled a necro, uh, and my screen is just full of minions at this point, right. um, yeah. like eight minions. And so they're just constantly taking damage, these guys, because they're just fucking running around. Yep. And there's traps all over the place. <laughs> um, but uh, once I got the gist of like what I was supposed to be doing, I can navigate them pretty well. Um, and then uh, once you get to these uh, chests and you unlock them, that's when you're getting more of these stones that you can incorporate into your companion and then go do other quests in the region um, and get, you know, through the grind, do the leveling up sort of thing. I, uh, I've played a couple hours today i'm up to like level 36 on my character it's pretty quick in terms of leveling so far um and uh apart from that like i don't know about this season yet i right. like the this hasn't gripped it definitely hasn't gripped me as much as last season last season i had absolute blast i got to like level 90 something character in that one yep um this one is uh nowhere near as good from what i've played so far unless i'm missing something it just hasn't clicked with me as much yeah. i i don't know if it's a, because i'm playing a character that already has a minion um and i'm not really seeing the benefits of this thing on the screen yeah or if it's just whatever the the gameplay loop is of this particular season just hasn't done it i i don't really get the like traps in a dungeon or a labyrinth or a cool idea i just don't think it works maybe for diablo you don't um, have the mobility right well you've got the mobility but it's just like it becomes more of an annoyance right yeah like it's not it's not um it's not really doing a whole lot of damage or like i don't know the the main part of diablo for me is like the clicking and 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 like blowing shit up yep. like making things good like i don't really care about like it's not a platforming game and it's in order to move around the screen you're not really um there's not a whole lot to it and so by having a big focus on these dungeons being extremely trap focused um i don't think it works too well and there's a game we'll talk about next week um which is coming out uh really soon called mm. uh phantom abyss we talked about which we've been playing which has a it's a it's a very trap focused game right yeah and i think that that is a big part of it and it's it, uh um and, and like comparing those two games like it just doesn't really fit in uh, at least this current form in diablo uh so i don't know it's a little bit bizarre to me and i just really don't i don't get it i guess yeah um but the the thing about these seasons is that they keep rolling out uh every once in a while new updates that change the actual gameplay loops and add more things to it so I, I really haven't looked into like what's coming or what this season involves um or even like what is in there at the moment i kind of just jumped in and started playing I was like all right cool uh so i haven't done a whole lot of reading as to i haven't even looked at the patch notes at this point i just started playing um but it just hasn't clicked with me like there was definitely a uh in season two there was like, oh, I can go do all of these different things in the world. And you kind of felt like there was always a variety of choices out there you can go and check out. Whereas I look at the map here and I'm just like, I don't really know where I'm supposed to be going or what I'm like, what is my goal? What am I supposed to be doing? I think the storytelling stuff is really cool. Like going and doing the first couple of stories, yeah. um, story missions, like that setup is really awesome. But 
with the seasonal content that stuff once you get past like the first three hours it really starts to slow down a lot and and yeah drip feed you a lot of that content and then that's when you're like all right i'm gonna go do this all the gameplay loopy stuff and and go do hell tides or whatever the the main seasonal content is um i just don't know what that is at this point other than the vaults like i i can see them on the map like the areas and i can go and like get the materials to go do the stuff but i don't know what the whole like why i'm really doing it i just like the at this point the 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 powers that I'm getting for the constructs just don't seem interesting enough for me. So I don't know what, what's yeah. not connecting there. Um, but I'll go check out some more when I get some time because um, I thought they did like a phenomenal job last season with all that content in season two. Um, and I think that the the different sort of gameplay mechanics that they're doing with each of the seasons, like this is definitely different to the other seasons they put out um by giving you this thing that you can sort of jump in and uh give different abilities and then toy around with um but it's the the rest of it i just i'm completely unsure about so uh, i just want to play more and see what's going on hmm. but yeah um anyway that's diablo season uh three season the construct uh and it's out as of today today um this yep. dude who's been playing for 15 hours, 15 hours and six minutes, and yeah. he's at level 95. Right. So how do you do that? I don't... I, I played so fucking long <laughs> last year. I, I, I played know. so much. I do not know. He's playing must be hardcore as well, so if he dies, it's done so. All right. Go Fair on. enough. Um, and there's. it sounds like they're leading up the cow level as well. There was some stuff that was... Cool. There was some mats and things that started to come out towards oh, the end yeah. of last year that people started finding. Um, so I like that they're doing that sort of stuff. It's sort of sneaking things in there. Hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm, uh, did I say I'm playing as a Necro? Yeah, I yeah. did. did not. Yeah. Uh, I was tossing up between Necro and a uh, Druid. Um, they're the two I haven't played yet. No, I'm with Necro. So we'll cool. see how that uh, nice. pans out. All right, uh, next game on the list, we've got The Last of Us Part 2. Remastered, I should say. Um, Director's Cut. Remastered. And uh, so this this has just come out recently, um, last week, and it is an updated version of The Last of Us Part 2, which brings with it some graphical updates um, and uh, some bonus content along with a new uh, mode that you can jump in and play. Um, Yeah, anyway, I will talk about what I've done so far and then you can talk about your stuff because I have not played any of the new content. I have only touched the single-player content at this point. That's weird. Um, I've put in about uh, 20 hours, 17 hours around there so far. I'm basically replaying it at this point. Yep. and uh i am playing on 4k 40 i think it is the mode 4k vr i think it fluctuates depending on what you've got on your tv and what's happening on the screen um i i know we've said this before i very much enjoy the fact that we're getting these different fidelity modes performance modes yeah uh vr vr whatever you want to call it um in your game like extra frames if your tv can do it 
because um, it gives you the option to to play it however you want. Um, I played Spider-Man 4K 40. You played it as uh, 1440p 60. Yeah, 60. Um, I, I'm playing God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. It, it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's 120 frames per second or something stupid like it's that. Fucking dope. Well, yeah. Um, or, or it might be 60. I can't remember what I switched to. And um, because for me, that's a bit more action focused, I guess. Yeah. And so the... the um, you want the timing. The timing, yeah, that's important. Whereas Last of Us, I don't really need the timing. It's a, it's a it's a stealth game, yeah. And so I'm like, I'll put it on 4K 40, and it still runs like 40 is better than 30, and you can notice it. 40 is Absolutely. better, more. 40 is better than 30 to a greater degree than 60 is better than 40. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, that uh, just. Quickly, that game's still, I think, fantastic. Um, I, I'm really enjoying it, playing through the second time. Um, I, I'm sort of playing it a little bit differently in terms of a little less stealthy. Yeah. Um, I'm still stealthing as much as I can, and then when things get loud, I'm like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm using a lot of different types of... Um, I'm using, like, the bottles a lot more now, or the the, the, the bricks and things. Yeah. Um, but... And because I sort of know my way around, like there's so much of that game that I just remember, like pretty much every yeah. area I'm in, I'm like, I know exactly where everything is. And that's such a, for, for me to be able to do that or remember, like that's such a good job on their part that they made so many memorable mm. areas of that game that I can, I know exactly where certain things are or like a safe is in a certain spot yeah. be able, and to be able to go back and do it, even though I've only played through that game once yeah. uh, or, or one and a half times, I guess. Um, so anyway, uh, and, um, yeah, everything about, it, I think is, is fantastic. Like the, the acting, the, uh, the look of it, there's not like a huge noticeable change to the graphics fidelity of it. Like uh, digital foundry did a pretty good job of going through and, and like laying out what a lot of the big changes are things like, uh, draw distance and foliage, um, more grass and, Right. and that sort of stuff a uh, bit of clarity on on objects uh not as blurry uh but um it's it's not as big as a jump of like the last of us remastered compared to to this yeah. um i guess the good news is that there's not really a, a price change this is sort of the definitive version of the game that if you have not played it this is the one you get mm. and if you have played it it's it's a 10 15 upgrade um so it's not like you've got to rebuy the whole thing yeah um yeah so i haven't looked at the uh, i want to finish it first before i jump into the uh no return um right. and there's also bonus content which is uh levels that were cut from the game uh which also has like developer commentary and things like that um yeah. from some of the development team uh, but anyway, I believe you've played a bunch of this new content. Just, just um, quick. So where, you're yep. 20 hours in. Where yep. does that put you in the story? Where Where am I at the moment? I'm on day... I'm at the hospital, which is, I think, day two. As who? For Abby. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, How do you feel about I think it's day two. this time around? You know what? I um, I still I still think it's fine. Like, I... Uh, because the thing that I, because um, we talked about splitting it up in terms of like uh, like a director's cut of, not a director's cut, but if you could like go day in one, and day one, 
day one, day, yeah, day two. You play a switch between both characters. My biggest problem with that is that I think you don't get that that jarring like how do you redeem this character? Or like how do you they're trying to get you to understand why this character has done the things that they have done. And I think if you're switching between those two constantly, that sort of detracts from that experience a little more. Um but I think the trick the trick is to hide the reveal, right? Yeah. That was the yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. But I think that's just like, but but then you're constantly like, what is what is this person looking for? Or yeah, what's yeah. the motivation of this person? I bet you um, cash money that uh, when they turn it into a TV show, yeah, we don't get a season of fucking Ellie and then a season of Abby. You don't think so? No. We get a see we get they split it. They split it like you would a functional fucking story. Okay. And I reckon they hide they hide the they hide the reveal mm. to the end of season two. Okay. You we'll don't see. see that. We'll talk about this. it later. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um so yes, this this time what I'm interested to see is if uh, I like the ending more. Because I didn't like the ending last time. Yeah. So which which um, time? Which ending? All right. So we'll see what happens when I get there and I play it. But I, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it still. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I think they they did a really good job um, for that specific aspect. I've not played, like I said, these other bits, but you're going to tell us about that. Yep. Um, well, let's kick things off. Did you check out in the bonus content, the lost level, whatever they call Didn't it? Didn't look at any of that. Just jumped straight into the uh, rogue litky mode. Uh, um, no return. No return. And uh, yeah, just didn't really uh, worry too much about that. I figured I'd, I'd have a look if I went back to play the single player. I don't love No Return, to be honest. I don't think that uh, The Last of Us, for me, lends itself to the Rogue Licky experience. Uh, and I like. Uh, flat out don't think that they've executed it you know in a satisfying manner um it is interesting uh when you talk about the the levels like even in uh in this mode no return you get the feeling like it's still like those levels evoke the sensation of being in that area again like that's how like how good the environmental storytelling was in the single player experience uh, in the in the campaign or story campaign or whatever uh, was so strong that just like oh fuck I remember when I was here you know like uh, I was yeah I was in this fucking in this arcade I was in this uh, this suburb of of Washington like. Washington, Seattle, wherever the fuck. Uh, yeah, the same yeah place, it's Washington, same yeah, thing. Right. Um, yeah, like I remember this shit, right? Like that's cool. That's rad. Um, like, and I remember what went down here. And yeah, that's that's cool. But uh, in a moment to moment sense, you're sort of just picking a, from a, a handful of different modes. You do expand how many modes there are as you go through, but that's that's not meaningful meta progression. You're not really getting stronger. You're just finding more ways to play through this mode. 
And I feel like the the reason you'd be doing it is to get to play as Joel again. Um, I feel like that's why you'd do it. Uh, but even then, it's not really Joel. It's not really Ellie. It's not really Abby. It's none of these characters. There's no there's no character to them. They're just a model. A model, yeah. A model that murders a bunch of people, and it sort of like robs. I think the the primary game experience. I think it's sort of divorced from what the Last of Us Two was really about, which was you know the cyclical nature of this violence. So I, I find it, yeah. I just, I just, I don't think it's very well done. There's no, yeah. Like I said, there's no meaningful progression for the characters to get more powerful. You don't start off weak and then get more powerful. You're about as powerful as you're ever going to be because there isn't that large a power disparity, right? Like there's either you're armed or you're not. And if you're armed, you're about as fucking deadly as you're ever going to be. If you get the drop on someone with a baseball bat, you can cave their brains in like every single time. It doesn't fucking matter if it's a plank of wood or a baseball bat or a fucking axe or a shotgun. Like you can fucking kill anyone at any time if you position yourself correctly. And so, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no progress there. So I found that underwhelming, to be honest. I played through it uh, a couple of times and I'm just like, I don't like this. I'd rather be playing God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. G-O-W-R-V. Like, because there I'm actually getting story stuff and there's a meaningful, like, progression system. And I think, to be honest, the combat is better because... Uh, in The Last of Us, like, yeah, it's like you say, right? Like, you try to go stealth, and if you go loud, you go loud. In this, sometimes there's, you don't have an option, right? The, the level that you're in is they're coming for you. Like, fight them Good off. things, yeah. Right? Shoot them, shoot them regardless, right? And, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't love it. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, I... I wouldn't recommend it. I I don't think like I don't think this needed to be a fifteen dollar fucking uh update. Yeah. Was it some lighting, an extra grass, a mode that doesn't need to exist, and like if this was attached to the multiplayer mode that never came out, that I could see being worth some money, mm. but this alone. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. If it's- yeah, I think I said this right. I think it's a test. I think they're testing to see yeah. how many sales they can get. Uh, you know, you compare because <laughs> Valhalla didn't have a paid no like DLC. Um, yeah, Valhalla was free. Like God of War Ragnarok Valhalla was fucking a free update. They just gave it, and yeah. I would have more readily paid for that than I would for this. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I I don't think that it's a four, three and a half, three and a half year old game. Um, came out in twenty twenty. The and like I said, the graphical enhancements aren't 
huge. You know, it's it's they'd it's, already fucking uh, knocked it out of the park, right? There wasn't. Like, yeah, it's the best looking game on the PlayStation Four. <laughs> There's not that much room to fucking move. It's right? still one of the best looking games. Yeah, now. Exactly. You know. Um, what they did do though was the you know the resolution update and the frame rate and yeah draw distance and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think that warrants the fifteen dollar upgrade. No. On top of the the extra stuff like that to me seems like stuff we're getting anyway for free yeah and, and i i just wonder if this is them testing the water being like maybe we don't have to do this stuff for free yeah. maybe we can actually charge for it which uh is a, i think a bad precedence to set Hell yeah. um going into the future because you know potentially that means that that valhalla dlc could have been paid for yeah um, yeah but also like small remaster, like like this stuff should be just that 4K 60 or four, uh, sorry, 4K 40, uh, 1440p 60 should just be an update. That should just be, you bought the game backwards yeah. compatibility. There you go. It's right. just extra. It's yeah. there. Um, yeah, 100%. Which I think works that way anyway on the, the PlayStation, but yeah the visual update's not worth it anyway um yeah. all right we're going to talk about last of us a bit more later on but let's keep moving here uh prince of persia the lost crown is uh one of the first big games to release this year mm. that's ubisoft's um uh metroidvania game uh i talked about it at the end of last year played a preview i thought uh, i had a lot of fun with it yeah you got um yeah it, i was super surprised at how how well i thought it played um because it definitely wasn't on my radar before then and uh, i think that it's a really great fit for them from a um trying to find what to do with this ip uh it seemed like a really good uh perfect idea of like let's turn this into back into a side-scrolling metrovania game and uh you know previously it, it spun off from a 2d game to a 3d platformer uh, and now we're back in this side view um Anyway, uh, the game came out. It, it critically did really well. You've played a bunch of it. Um, it. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to set things up with? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you heard Luke talk about it last year, uh, yeah, you, you probably you've got the the gist of it already. You heard him talking about it about fuck ten seconds ago. You get the gist of it. It's a fucking metro. Yeah, you don't play as the prince, though. Uh, you are not the prince of Persia. I don't want to talk about that. Um, you. All oh, right, really. Uh, you are playing as, uh, a, I think, I think he might be a little person. I get the feeling he's a little person just based on scale compared to literally every other person in Persia. Uh, yeah, I think he might. Yeah. I don't know. He's de He's not a child. So yeah, might be a little person, but he's fine. He's like a, I think a teenager or a early 20 year old or something like that. Yeah. Well, he should have laid off the cigarettes because uh, it has stunted his growth. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you're playing as this little dude and uh, he's hypermobile. And I, I can't remember if I described it last week or not, uh, but, like, to me, it's sort of like Hollow Knight meets Dead Cells, right? It's got Dead Cells movement, but Hollow Knight, basically everything else. Uh, it's got the the exploration, this giant map, the Metroidvania aspects are far more Hollow Knighty than they are uh most games um so i think it wears its inspiration that being hollow knight on its sleeve uh but it was made by the the rayman uh dev team and so mm -hmm. hey raymond 
Everybody loves Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, everybody right. loves Raymond. Uh, it's, yeah, it's got that Rayman Legends uh, platforming, uh, which I think is is fantastic, right? Like it's, it's fucking built for me because, yeah, I, I thought Hollow Knight, I'm going to say it, I thought Hollow Knight controlled like shit. Um, I just, I found the momentum in that game to be ultra frustrating. Uh, and it, I kept like every, I think I bounced off it three times before I finally fucking finished it. And it was every time it was because I die because I didn't have, like, I just went through some fucking nightmare platforming section that took way longer than it should have because like micro adjustments have more movement than they should and but while macro adjustments never go as far as they should and all this kind of shit just drove me fucking nuts uh that's not the problem here um yeah you can move uh and yeah you very quickly gain the abilities required to move however the fuck you want uh which is awesome um actually you don't get double jump to real late in the game which is uh, pretty amusing because you see stuff you can you could theoretically double jump to real early, uh, but you do you work out some techniques. It's a bit like Ori in that way, in that like you work out techniques to to break the boundaries. Um, unlike Ori, none of them are on mission critical paths, so you don't have to an expert was that Ori was that Ori that did that maybe I've played a lot of Metroidvanias it might have been Ender Lily no Ender Lily didn't do it uh, and Ori did so uh, yeah Ori Ori did Ori 2 what did what did Ender Lily not do sorry what did it do Uh, did it do something different no so I I just remember playing Ender Ender Lily's uh, and being really happy that it didn't make the same mistake that Ori 2 made, right. um, which was, yeah, there were, there were, you needed to combo to on, on the main path of the, of the game, like combo jump, essentially like speed run, jump hack, cancel, uh, on a couple of the objectives on the main path of the game. Right. So uh, Ender Lilies is not a sequel to Ender Lily. I don't know what in Ender Lily is. What's Ender Lily? I'm just joking. <laughs> You're a dork. Uh, Ender Lilies was a game, uh, Metroid, it was like my Metroidvania of the year in like 2020. Um, or 2019. I don't fucking know. Whatever time is. Um, so anyway, you've got a lot of fucking mobility because uh, it's a Prince of Persia game. There's a bit of time fuckery. And yeah, uh, essentially you go through this game. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, you learn the rules of it. Uh, and yeah, it's great. Uh, I would I would say it's, it's very good. I would not 10 it. And I might not even 9 it. Uh, because it does some, some, it makes some mistakes along the way. Mm. You don't get to play as the Prince of Persia, right? There's no, yeah, that's, that's the big one. 
He's in the name and everything. It's ridiculous. Uh, the prince's friend yeah. of Persia. Prince's prince's pal. The prince's pal of Persia. <laughs> um, yeah. The biggest mistake that it makes is that it wastes a fuck ton of your time. An absolute metric shitload of your time is just pissed away. Uh, I was playing uh, on Explorer mode and I had to go to uh, guided mode because I would never have found the object. I just would not have found them. Hmm. Like not 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 by great like general fucking searching. Uh, it just there was no reasonable indication through text or the map or anything that could have led me there except for you can buy hints off this annoying little English girl uh, and that to me that can't be your primary fucking like guiding if 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 you're supposed to intuit shit like from the the level the layout your memory of stuff then yeah you can't be oh also the only way to know where the fuck you're supposed to go is to buy a hint of this little girl that's that's not on so yeah huge amount of time wasting it goes way further than that i mean you You've got fast travel points. There are these trees all over the fucking place, but you've only got a f- certain amount of fucking fast travel points. You should just be able to fucking fast travel to any tree. It would save so much time. I'm not kidding. I I reckon I spent a, a decent chunk of my time in Prince of Persia literally jumping into spikes because I would look at the map and I would think to myself, uh, it's just going to be faster if I die and go back to the fucking tree. You lose like 10 bucks for dying. So it just doesn't matter. It all, that also makes combat just not important. You don't bother, right? There's no no reason to do combat uh, if whatever you're fighting might take off a significant portion of your health and then give you five fucking bucks, like half the price of a fucking death. Uh, yeah, fuck that. Skip it. So you just wind up skipping a lot of fighting. Uh, and you only really do it when, when it's like on your path or if you've never seen an enemy before or whatever. Um, so that's annoying. Another thing that bugged the fuck out of me was uh, there was like a... Like you could take a screenshot uh, on an area of the map. You press the down button and you would take a screenshot and I do not understand at all why there you only had like a limited you had like fucking mm. ten of the cunts to start off with. What's the fucking point of it then? I thought that was a bit weird. I think it's a fe- fucking amazing idea. Oh, it's a genius! It is. <laughs> I hope to see. I like. I hope. Yeah. Other Metroidvania developers like see it and like, holy shit! Well, yeah, we're doing that unlimited amounts though because. Limiting the number is stupid. Yeah. Or, or if it if it has to be a limited number for like memory reasons, like fifty or something, right? Sure. Like, but like, yeah. Holy shit! Because like Zelda did that as well. The first Zelda where you put the markers on the map, it was yeah. like you could only put hundred. You're like, really? It's a fucking little 
like it's a giant fucking open just, world. <laughs> just let me put as many as I mm. want. And when I when I played the preview last year and I saw that, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like, I don't know if they stole this from some other game. I I've not seen, seen it before. No. Um, but this should be a thing that mm. is in all of these types of games or other games as well. It's like a great way to remind you where something is. Um, but why is it? I, I, I also didn't know if it was like just because of the demo, if it was just yeah, that limited right. number. But yeah, it, it was bizarre. Um, do you want to explain what that system does though? So basically when you're in an area and because it's a Metroidvania, what, what happens a lot of the time is you won't have uh, the particular power required to access to go further. You, you can't open the door or whatever the fuck, right? Uh, so what you can do in Prince of Persia is you press down on the fucking directional pad and you'll take a screenshot of exactly where you are. So if you need to jump to make sure it's in the screenshot, then jump. Uh, but yeah, exactly where you are and it'll take that screenshot. And when you go back, like when you're looking at the map, and if you played a lot of Metrovanias, you'll spend a lot of time looking at your fucking map. Uh, you then mouse over or hover over the fucking screenshot and you can see what it is without having the, sometimes or a lot of times when you're playing metrovanias you'll be like all right i know it like i know i don't know where to go next uh i just have to uncover more of the map where haven't i uncovered okay i i stopped going down this path for some reason did i realize i was going the wrong way was there a power I didn't have yet? I've got some more powers now. I wonder what power it requires. This screenshot then shows you oh, it's some purple magic shit. Oh, I don't have any purple magic shit. I can't. I can't go here. Yeah. No need. I will not go down there. I will not fucking yeah, run back to that point. Uh, it's fucking. It's genius, and it is completely undercut by having it limited. Because then you're like, oh, oh, I think I, this? I think I can remember that there's a purple thing here. I don't want to waste one of these. Uh, yeah, it's so dumb. Um, but yeah, otherwise, spectacular yeah. idea. You're best off like having a combination of the two then, like having the marker system from Breath of the Wild yep. or the stamp system, and then also having a screenshot system. So at least if you're deleting... Yep. The images you can go like, oh, I'm gonna put a treasure chest here because there was a chest here that I can't get to, um, or yeah. something like that. But yep. anyway, I th yeah, I also agree. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was a fantastic mode. Uh, there was one boss fight that pissed me off to no end, but I can't quite remember. I'm trying to see if I've got, uh, like I think I recorded it because I was fucking Worse raging that hard. Huh? Did you did you finish it? Yeah, I finished it, yeah. How long, roughly, did it take you to finish? Oh, it wasn't even a boss fight. Um, how long? Maybe Ubisoft will tell me. I'll look. Uh, come on. Come on, guy. Let's go. Oh, my how God. long to beat says 15 to 20 hours? I would say that sounds about right. Probably 15. Uh, by the time I got to the last third, by the time I got the double jump, it was it was like very quick from there. I didn't have any problems mm -hmm. uh, finishing it. I was, yeah, wrapped it up 
real quick. What is going on? Fuck me dead. Ubisoft Connect is so fucking garbage. It's such a bad fucking system. God damn it. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to find out in here. That's all right. All right. Let's just... About 15. Um, yeah. Uh, the final boss fight is... Uh, the prince. Uh, of uh, the the prince the eponymous uh no um it's uh a multi-stager you know i love multi-stages love my multi-stages this one goes above and beyond uh but no the sequence that was fucking me off there's this one have you have you played it since no no totally 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 worth it but there was this one sequence uh quite towards the end of the game that was driving me absolutely bonkers and you gotta like you get this ability to grab an item like put it in the i don't know the void of time or, or something i don't know how else to describe it um but you you dump it in the void of time with a portal and then you can bring it back out and generally it's used to grab Something that explodes, and then you can explode a wall by throwing it out of the vo void of time. Uh, but there's one puzzle where you got to grab this fucking battery, and you got to put it in the lowest battery point, and then you got to put it in the mediumest battery point, and then you got to put it in the top battery point to fucking like wrap everything up. Uh, and the the grabbing shit into the void system. Is just so idiotically fucking finicky that I legit nearly uninstalled the game over it because it just would not fucking happen. And I got it recorded. I nearly ended my fucking friendship with with Nate over it uh, because when I told him about it, he's like, uh, "No, yeah, I didn't really have all that much trouble. You just sort of got to hit your portals." And I took a video of me doing it, and the video has the portal over the fucking pink thing like it should pick it up. And I'm like, what about fucking this? And he was like, yeah, it just sort of looks like you missed. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck this game. <laughs> fuck all this shit. It's fucking like over the, it. It's that's fucking like PUBG right when on you're top like, of it. Oh, I hit this guy. And you send us a video and like, Job, you missed. Fuck I off. Can slow fuck it down off. And you miss. Absolutely fuck off. <laughs> fucking, you know missing. what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to fucking... I'm going to MLG video me fucking blapping you from not the bathroom is what's going to happen. Absolutely rinsing your team. Um, we'll see you miss then. Actually, I missed in that clip. I remember. I missed like my first shotgun shot. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, so it's I, good. I think it's really good. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's on my list. Yeah, I, I definitely... I, I mean, it's worth a fucking... It's worth a Ubisoft Connect uh, sub, at the very least, I think. Right. Um, I mean, it's also not a fully priced game. Yeah. Uh, it's not a fully priced RP. It's like 70, 80 bucks at this stage. Right, yeah. Um, so, uh, and it reviewed really well, like mid-80s, something like yeah. that. Um, on Metacritic or OpenCritic, whatever you're looking at. Um, which is cool. I, I hope it sold well because, um, well, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a nice, I think I said it was like a in, interesting sort of B tier 
sort of experience. Yep. Do- I don't know what you call it. We're trying to think of names for that, those sort of games, but uh, I thought it was a cool surprise when I played it. I'm keen to check out more. Mm-hmm. All right. That is uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Um, we got one more game here, Pal World, which is extremely blown up the internet the gaming scene yep and if anybody knows about power world it's job he loves his pokemon games love my pokemon games love my survival games uh imagine my elation when i found out that they'd mash the two together mm. uh it's on game pass so i didn't pay any money for this um outside of the game pass subscription uh and yeah uh the game pass version is behind the steam version for whatever reason it's buggy as fuck it's annoying as fuck you can't have dedicated servers uh on it you, you're stuck with whatever you got um it's uh it's a worse version of the steam one but doesn't cost 40 bucks so <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Um, and it's not that bad a game. Uh, like, it's it's annoying, but, like, I'd love to be able to set up a dedicated server and have everyone jump on whenever the fuck they want. Uh, I am a little bit concerned because uh, Dr. E3 Money and I have been playing a lot of it. Johnny Bravo was jumping in, but he stopped. I think he's uh, had enough. Uh with his mighty robot brain, he's able to get bored of things a lot faster than us regular humans. But even that, with that in mind, I am starting to uh, to get bored. Uh, or not so much bored as it is I'm worried. Like, I, I know that we have reached a significant grind that I think will be balanced out uh, as the game continues to be developed assuming the game continues to be developed. And so I would prefer to not do the pointless grind and instead simply wait for the game to be balanced. So wait for it to hit 1.8, you know, that type of thing. Uh, So if you're not familiar with Power World, yeah, it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon in like the satisfactory world is probably the easiest way to describe it. A bit of like, I don't know, like it, it feels like if you took the f- the f- someone's favorite bits from a lot of different games and then mashed them all together uh, in the same way that, like, I don't know, Elvis's favorite sandwich feels like uh, uh, an overblown man-child took all his favorite things and put them between two pieces of bread right like it shouldn't work right but somehow it does you're like well it sounds disgusting but yeah maybe i don't know maybe maybe it's good you know peanut butter a banana a fuck ton of bacon maple syrup butter and uh all of that uh grilled or fried essentially uh in butter in more butter shouldn't work shouldn't work together but it does it's actually the Elvis sandwich is is delicious uh i wouldn't recommend eating it because you will go out 
on the toilet, just like Elvis himself, just like the big man himself. But uh, yeah, uh, it is delicious. And Power World is fantastic. It's it's Pokemon. It's satisfactory. It's a bit of Breath of the Wild. It's, it's fucking, it's good. Um, you start off not really understanding what you're in for. Uh, you sort of, you're like, oh, all right, okay. Um, yeah, I cap, I caught a sheep. Uh, I'll, I'll send the sheep out to do battle. I'm running around with a stick, hitting things with my stick until I can try to capture it. The sheep's not doing anything in battle. It's underwhelming, to say the least, in this battle. Uh, maybe I can catch something better. I caught this cat. The cat's way better at battle. That's good. All right. What's the point of the sheep then? You're following the tutorial. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, okay. Uh, I can put these my animals to, to work when they're not like roaming around with me. All right. I'll put them to work doing what? And the sheep can... Not do a lot, but the the cat, if you leave the cat back at your base, it can like scratch its stone and like get you extra stone. So it's farming stone for you and you're like, all right. So I just need something that can chop lumber. And like you start to like, oh, okay. I, I can put these fucking animals to work. Right, okay. And it's sort of like eye-opening, right? Because Pokemon has always sort of uh, danced around the the icky parts of the relationship between Pokemon trainers and Pokemon themselves, right? Like you're abducting these animals from their natural habitat and then you're forcing them into dogfighting, assumedly against their will. Um, And on more than one occasion... The bad guys in a Pokemon game have been the have been like a team that is advocating that maybe Pokemon don't want to be abducted from their homes and forced into uh, Mandingo slavery systems. Uh, so yeah, Power World on the other hand, it goes a different way with it. It goes in the completely opposite way with it. It's like Yes, your Pokemon's are slaves, and you should treat them like slaves. <laughs> Go on, put them to work. Put them to work. They get to eat whatever you put out for them. They will sleep on the ground if they have to. They will get upset, and they won't work as well, but they will fucking do it. Uh, it's up to you how well you want to treat your slaves. Uh, what's been interesting to me is how I am... Th- somehow the advocate for treating our Pokemons not like shit among me and JB and Dr. E3 Money. I'm constantly trying to have to rein in those guys because they will just completely, they'll exploit the fuck out of these Pokemons if they can. One of them, Drew built a fucking podium so that like, and it's sole use is that you stand at the podium and then you can tell the Pokemon to work harder and work until they're sick and like dying. Like that, that is the sole purpose of the podium. Drew found like worked that out and he was like, Oh, okay. 
Well, I don't think we want to use that. JB instantly. JB instantly set them. Like we had a working system. It was like it, it does get a bit like satisfactory. You've got like you sort of get this particular balance of of Pokemons going. You've got like Pokemons that can chop trees, Pokemons that can dig rocks, Pokemons that can assemble things, Pokemons that can uh, burn fire or they spurt water to like turn like milling wheels and stuff like that. And you're doing like you you get your perfect balance, right? And they've all got needs. The more Pokemons you got, the more food you need, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but like it's a it's an intricate balance. And then JB walks up to the podium and he's like, oh, I know how we can make him f- make all this go faster. And he cracks the whip and he's like, work till you're fucking sick. Work until you are fucking, I want you overworked. I want you, I want to see bleeding knuckles, you lazy sacks of shit. But me and Drew were out adventuring. And we come back and like, it's chaos. Nothing is happening at this fucking, at this base anymore. It is like all work is ground to a halt because everyone is sick and like lying in bed, even though it's the midday, and we're like, what's going on? I thought we had a good balance. I thought they were getting enough food. Why are they upset? Do we need more beds or something? Like, I don't know what it is. It's super weird. Something's changed. And it goes on for like 20 minutes, and then JB's like, oh, yeah, I use the podium to make them all work harder. I'm like, motherfucker. How did you not think that that's what... Oh, but Fuck. And then today, when I'm playing, Drew's running around eating the fucking... I make these uh, jelly sandwiches for our Pokemons because it gives them sanity and it gives them food. It gives them a lot of food so they don't need to eat a lot so they can spend more time working. Plus, it gives them a sanity boost. It's not huge, but it's a little bit of sanity boost, which helps manage when... Because they've got... We've got like... uh, shitty straw beds and we've got fluffy beds but we don't have enough fluffy beds to go around so sometimes people will wind up on one of the shitty straw beds right that is not great for their sanity and the working is not great for their sanity and you're trying to manage their sanity so if they can eat the fucking jam sandwiches and get a bit of a sanity boost and then maybe in the musical chairs of life the next night they get to sleep on the fluffy bed and get a big boost of sanity that'd be fucking tip top right no, Drew's fucking eating the fucking jam sandwiches. And he's like, yeah, well, they're good for my Pokemons. Motherfucker, the Pokemons that walk around with us don't need sanity. They do not give a fuck, right? They're doing what they uh, believe they are meant to do, which is murder, I suppose. Pokemon murder, right? They don't need sanity. They just need sustenance. You use the fuck basic bitch berries. We've got like cooked berries for sustenance. That's what I always eat. I eat fucking sus- I eat fucking baked berries. I don't fucking get. I'm not getting fucking any goddamn jam sandwiches. Ridiculous. But yeah, these motherfuckers are like well, yeah. But on the other hand, fuck them Pokemon's. Fuck them. Yes, they deserve to be enslaved, and I hope they die in hell. Um. So that's that's eye op- That's been eye opening. Um. But yeah, you do you like. I mean, it's it's got the satisfactory element of like going out and exploring, um, finding new Pokemons. Pals. You keep calling them Pokemons. They're pals. I'm going to keep calling them Pokemons. They're Pokemons. Not, not when Nintendo comes after you. 
they're not going to come after me. They're going to go after fucking Pokemon <laughs> World. Um, yeah, you find new ones, find interesting ones. It's like always exciting when you see one. He's like, oh, like I hope I can catch it. And then if JB is happens to be anywhere in the region and you like accidentally mention that you found a cool new Pokemon, JB, uh, JB found this this one fucking Pokemon that like you've got this you've got like Pokemon uh, gear that you can build. You have to unlock it in your in your skill tree, but you can unlock this like Pokemon gear, and it basically allows you to like equip the Pokemon. So I had one where I had this uh, this little dude, and he would sit on my head and fire a fucking machine gun at anything I swung my bat at, and it was fucking sick. It was the fucking funniest shit. The moment we found it, uh, like instantly. Uh, JB and Drew both went and got themselves the little limb funk because he's fucking hilarious. Uh, but JB has this this necklace with this like daydream thing, um, and it's always it's always by his side. So he he can summon he can essentially have two Pokemon's out at the same time. It's a nightmare because he'll roll up. I'll be like I'll have done. I will be at fucking 3% health myself, right? I'll have thrown 40 fucking Pokemon balls at this fucking beast of a thing, right? And then JB, and I'll be like, oh my God, this thing is so fucking cool. And JB will show up with his Pokemons out and his Pokemons will get aggroed and then just fucking blap the fucking thing. Because it's on like a fraction of its fucking health left. It doesn't need much. It's like a fucking a light push from being dead, which is how you, you know, maximize your chances of catching it in a fucking ball. And yeah, he just shows up. Oh, well, that's another one dead. If it, if it, the other thing, if he doesn't accidentally kill it, he'll run in and like throw a Pokeball at it. And like the last 40 fucking Pokeballs I did, I threw, that just weakened it. And now it's like, oh, this Pokeball. That's the one I'm gonna stay in. I'm like, I spent I just spent 15 fucking minutes fighting this thing, and he just stole it from underneath me, and he doesn't put it in the fucking in the box. No, anything he steals that stays with him forever, and now he doesn't play anymore. That Pokemon's gone forever. <laughs> it's, gone. it's just gone. Absolutely insane. But uh, it's good fun. It's it's a lot. I think it's better in co-op. Uh, I haven't played it. All right, does it have quests? Not really. Or, or are you it's just got, exploring? Okay. It's got like uh, some tutorial quests, like basic tutorial quests, just to sort of breadcrumb you to getting started. But then you're sort of just left to your own devices. Uh, you've also got you've got the power box, and the power box has missions, but they're base related, so it'll be like build what are we we're building like an energy container like a battery and some sort of uh assembly line or something now if we have to build one of those each and we can up upgrade our pal box another level uh but that's that's the extent otherwise yeah you just go out um the the final the final quest in the tutorial uh line does have you go fight a boss 
And I tell you what, you're not ready for that boss. Nobody's ready for that fucking boss. It is way harder than it should be. Me and JB beat it because we're fucking badass and also because it glitched out for some reason and stopped attacking, uh, which was good. We still nearly, it's, you've got like a 10-minute timer to beat the thing and we still nearly ran out of time because uh, we just weren't doing enough damage. But we did manage to do it eventually. All of my weapons were broken. Uh, almost all of my Pokemons were dead. Like just, yeah, it rinsed us. But we did, we got it done. It was pretty cool. Um, now, like you get to a point where you're like, oh, right, it's more than let's say five levels above me, I probably shouldn't try and take it on, let alone try to catch it. Uh, yeah, you just sort of get a feel for how that shit works. Uh, there are some world bosses and stuff that are pretty freaky deaky. That's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, you just keep catching. You got to catch them all, I guess. Um, yeah. Back to what you were saying earlier about Bowler's Gate. Remember Baldur's Gate and you were like, I really hope some publishers take take some lessons away from this. They're not. If they're going to take any lessons away, they're going to take it from this one. Uh, and that is... Uh, I think... Just slap some shit together and see what happens. That's, I think, what we're going to see. Yeah more of yeah slap some shit together that will appear to kids appeal to kids and, and job and job yeah yeah and so 40 year old men uh yeah, yeah. and uh children and man children <laughs> yeah yeah don't worry about the 20s to 30s our target demographic is uh five to 13 yeah. and 40 plus yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah um Right, so let's talk about... I'm, I'm more than 40, come on. Let's talk about um, some of the controversy uh, over the last couple of days in relation to assets. Um, it started off as like an AI thing, like people saying the CEO was... And also past games that they put out, he's used AI in right. a certain way to generate content. Um, there was speculation that, that some of the stuff was... Uh, that they were feeding the characters through um, AI generators. For, well, po Pokemon AI generator because some of the actual models mm. had similar features to other to existing Pokemon. Um, and then the last couple of days, some stuff has come out in terms of like uh, people comparing models from Scarlet and Violet, uh, extracting the models from that, and then comparing it to the models that are in power worlds and lining them up and seeing uh that certain models proportions are, are, are very precisely matched um have you looked have you seen much of this at all or do you have any insight i saw the stuff about the ceo like being pretty gung-ho about ai yeah i saw that stuff but I didn't see anything that indicated that it had been employed in Power World. And yeah. what I did see were some, like, I didn't see any of this, uh, like, model matching. But I did see some just, like, straight up character, like, side-by-sides. 
Mm-hmm. And it is pretty egregious. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty gross. Uh, and that is, that does kind of coincide with me souring on the game a little bit more, I think. Like, I'm like, oh, it's kind of, a, yeah, that's, that's not really on, I think. But yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of still a developing story. And also this is not solid proof or, or, or this is all just a lot of speculation right now. Yeah. Um, they've not come out and really said much about it, but uh, there was some, some, uh, I guess, an interview as well that was doing the rounds sort of saying that like that this is the first time they've also not used models they've purchased. Like this is the first time they've actually worked on models in their games. Um, right. And they didn't know like what rig systems were in the models and what... I have seen <laughs> some know. interviews where they just have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, no, like a lot of this stuff. Unreal. Nobody had used Unreal before this game and they were learning on the fly how to do it and stuff. Like I did see that interview. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the stuff flying around on social media is now that there's, uh, yeah, th- this artist, or I'm not sure what they are, but uh, has like basically extracted the models from Scarlet and Violet of, of stuff that they think looks or, or stuff that looks very similar to things right. that are in the game. Uh, and then putting them all into a model viewer and like lining them up next to each other and like certain, um, certain things matching up pretty well right. um almost exactly uh mm. and so that's where like some people have questioned a lot of that being like it seems like maybe and this is all just speculation still that they have exported a bunch of these models and just made changes to some of them um there was a really interesting article from uh vgc a couple of days ago by andy robinson um over the weekend or it might have been what day is it today it would have been the start of the week uh that basically they t- they they looked at a, this claims that are going around right now right now and they interviewed two AAA developers uh two AAA artists uh and, and the text that comes along i'll read out what it says here because uh, i thought it was an interesting interview but it says um you cannot in any way accidentally gain this get the same proportions on multiple models from one game without ripping the models or at the very least tracing them meticulously first uh i, w- I would stand in court to testify as an expert on this uh, it goes it explains more to give you an idea of how impossible this is sometimes we have to copy one mess to another when we make sequels to games for example redrawing an npc from one game to another or even when we reworked those old models, they only sometimes match this closely due to rigging changes that might need to happen. There have been there have been times when dozens of artists have given the same concept art to create a 3D model. For example, during art tests for jobs, I've seen 30 artists try to make the same horse using the exact schematics. None were none were as close to each other as these power world, model, power world models are to the pokemon models none the silhouettes and proportions here are near perfect matches um and then it basically goes on to say that like um uh this other interview says like uh, the wire the wire meshes sorry the wireframe meshes look different so they're not the same models but it's it's so close that they may have uh, built over the top of the Pokemon models and made f- a few changes so they weren't exactly the same. Um, why does Heavily Inspired become... Sorry, when does Heavily Inspired become a blatant copy? 
Uh, so yeah, this is like two. This this article goes on. You can go and read it over at VGC. It's about Power World and uh, some of the accus- accusations that are sort of going up about them right now. Um, it is a little. I don't know. Like obviously, it's not nothing has been proven yet, but it does seem a little bad when you're going and taking other people's work and trying to. I mean, you are making changes, but you're also taking stuff that other people have made and then trying to pass it off as your own. Yeah. Um, so it is a little bit dodgy, but also, again, we don't know if this is true. This is just speculation, but people Game have... Gamefile.news talked to Don McGowan, who was the former head at the Pokemon Company's legal team yeah. uh, from 2008 to 2020. Uh, and Don McCowan said, this looks like the usual rip-off nonsense that I would see a thousand times a year when I was chief legal officer of Pokemon. I'm surprised it got this far. So mm. maybe Nintendo's just... Uh, just waiting? Yeah. Just uh, I mean, getting it all together. Yeah, it's the type of thing where like, th- there's potential for this to to backfire but at the same time like is there enough changes in there like is there a way for them to prove that they yes they did take these models and made slight changes to them um and and even then will that hold up in court because they still have made changes or they could say they traced over something or there's like a bunch of stuff that's sort of come out so it does set an interesting pre uh, like uh, legality over it and so I guess we'll have to see but it does leave a sour taste for some people in relation to like you know they have taken other people's work and, and potentially sorry they have potentially taken other people's work yeah, and maybe tried to pass it off as their own um, so we'll have to just wait and see but uh, this is still early days and we'll, we'll, we'll get more info as things start to come out but it's done it's been extremely successful for them it's, it's one of the biggest games on steam of all time at least i think they put a statement out saying they've sold over what seven million units or or have over seven million players or something like that yeah so Uh, it's done really well yeah it's it beat counter-strike on the counter-strike it's like just killed counter-strike it's double the uh the current players of counter-strike right quadruple the current players of uh dota yeah. Higher peak yeah. players. Still higher not high- peak than Dota. Than Dota and Counter-Strike. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It hasn't been PUBG yet. PUBG is no, no, PUBG like 3.5 million or something like that, right? PUBG is un- untouchable. 3.2. Don't say it's untouchable. <laughs> because, I mean, where like I said, this is a weekend right now. Well, this stick could keep going up. It could. I don't think so. I mean, it was 1.2 million on Steam three days ago. And yesterday it was at 1.8 million. So, hmm. pretty big jump. Um, hmm. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Or are we, are we all good? I think, I think I'm think i pretty... Like, yeah, I'm like I'm about at my limit, but I have enjoyed playing with, with Drew. And the other thing is I'm the host. So, if Drew wants to keep there. playing Drew's... SOL. So uh, I have been playing right. a little bit more just so that Drew doesn't get fucked. But I'm reaching my limit on it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. It's Power World. It's out now. It's on sale. 
uh, Powell if you want world. A, Powell, like Powell. Like our like power. Die Hard. Yeah. Power world. <laughs> what if we have AI changes so it's special. just him? That's genius. Like as every character. You're just catching him. Yeah. You know? And every time you catch him, he says, hey, pal. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Yep. Yeah. Genius. All right. Let's do some news. Um, we, have, we put a few things on here. Uh, it's obviously been a, a while. What, six six weeks maybe since we've done some news mm. um but we tried to well at least i tried to find some things that were interesting uh this first one until dawn the weird movie is in the work weird why we said we and then you said well i tried to find some things that were interesting yeah, your things are boring you didn't put anything on here so fucking but just unnecessary unnecessary i want the people to know who does the hard work around here unbelievable <laughs> Uh, Until Dawn, the movie is in the works, uh, being made on by David F. Sandberg, who was the director of classic films such as Shazam. Um, uh, the I think he did both of them, actually, but I, I quite like the first one. Um, he's also got a... One uh, out of two ain't bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if that second one was maybe his fault. We'll see. Um, but he's also got a, a pretty strong horror background, worked on Lights Out and annabelle um and a few other horror films uh, it's also been written by uh gary duberman i think is how you pronounce it who's a, a screenwriter that worked on it annabella and the nun um so they're teaming up to make this until dawn movie uh which is a video game that is almost like a movie pretty much uh, movie. and i'm i'm confused as to why this is being yeah. made into a movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Imagine an interactive Dawn, game, right? But now you have even less choice. Yeah. Do they get the same people who were in it to, to like oh. play the same characters? Damn. Like, does Rami Malek come back? And that fucking, that's, there's most of the budget. Demands all of the money? <laughs> yeah. Hayden Panziera? What's she up to these days? Uh I'm not sure. Still, still kicking about. Yeah. Still kicking around. 34, playing a, what, 18-year-old, I guess it would be? Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Just de-age them. Oh, that always goes well. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I this is a really bizarre choice, purely because... Um, I don't know, man. Like that that game is an interactive movie. And I don't know what turning it into a movie really adds. Like you said, I think it subtracts it, right? Because you're you're sort of in control in the game. This seems more like a um I don't know, just like a branding thing to try and make try and make some money from it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you could literally make it any other game. So you could call it anything else. Yeah. Just whatever you want. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really get this one. But hey, weird. it's the guy behind Shazam too. So, yeah. who knows? Yeah, it was it was fine. Um, all right, next up, we've got uh, Rockstar Games parent company Take Two is suing Remedy Entertainment over the company's logo. Mm. So last, I think it was last year, Remedy did a rebrand. Um, yeah. 
and showed off a brand new logo and talked about all the games that are coming out um uh including a max Payne remake uh which is super exciting because there's the original team that worked on uh max max Payne, but uh the company that yeah the company that owns it now um is rockstar uh, owned by take two Mm -hmm. and yeah, so over Christmas they got them a present, which was a uh, they're planning on suing them for the lo- the logo of an R. Um, <laughs> yeah. From I don't know z- zero to one, what is the likelihood of this going through, Job? Do you think? Uh, zero. It's already been closed off. <laughs> I believe. Uh, like uh, I'm pretty sure there was a statement by Remedy. Like. All oh, right. They said something like, this was just a formality. The filing was just a formality. Uh, We've already organized it, but due to delays over the holidays, uh, the paperwork wasn't turned in. Yep. And so that is the only reason why this went ahead. Uh, The the filing went ahead, but nothing will come from it. Yep. I'm just reading this now, and you're right. Uh, I had this in here last year, so. Well, um, well, well. Who adds good things now, huh? It's still fun. Thank God I was here to (laughs) save the news. Yeah. Um, Let's keep moving on here. We've got, uh, we touched on this last last week. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Bunch of previews came out for it. Um, Quite... Uh, I don't know. Mixed, very mixed reviews. Uh, in, yeah. Some of the bigger outlets, I guess, uh, were not as impressed. IGN put a um, a preview up, and their title for that um, was basically like, uh, "We didn't like it." Right. <laughs> that was the preview, and so uh, following the negative um, uh, preview roundup, there was a closed beta last year that was uh, a bunch of people invited to which they weren't allowed to talk about uh so warner brothers lifted that nda and said hey you can guys can who's played this can now come out and talk about the game hoping to drive up some positive uh reception because the press previews were quite uh leaning in one direction if not so mm. great um we're now a week out from this i haven't heard anything about review codes um seems like the type of thing that's going to come in super hot extremely hot yep uh yeah i don't know what do you i'm still like i said last week i'm still keen to check it out it's it's this very weird like um i'm a fan of the stuff they've done before i know all those people those leads are no longer there but i still am curious to see what this thing is and maybe it'll be a dumb fun shooter um maybe it will be hot garbage but i'm still very keen to check it out uh yeah i uh i'm 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 definitely curious uh and i shotgun king shark so okay same yep uh yeah all right uh hopefully we can talk about that next week i'm assuming we won't be we'll yeah we'll see probably not it's out next week uh it'll I don't think we will be. Anyway. All right. Um, here's a really neat surprise. Uh, Xbox did a showcase 
And one of the games they showed off was Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, mm. uh, which is being de- developed by Machine Games, who made the uh, Wolfenstein, uh, the recent Wolfenstein series, uh, mm. which were a lot of fun. Uh, this will be a, a first-person adventure with some third-person elements. Um, they showed off a little bit of gameplay, not a whole lot, um, but also some developers talking about the game and... Um, yeah, and I guess saying it's going to be out this year. I thought it looked Stay awesome. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, there, I wasn't. I wasn't on board at the start of the trailer that they were showing because it seems like a little, like he's putting a gear into a thing, and I'm like, that doesn't really seem like puzzle solving. That's sort of just finding a thing. When a thing and a thing. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. There's something about whipping a dude's legs out from underneath him, and uh, uh, it's probably just the fucking the score. The music got me, but I don't know. I was, I'm, I'm hopeful. I think uh, Machine Games has a legacy, a good legacy of uh, games about punching Nazis. So I think they've done pretty good in the past. They got the pedigree, yeah. Probably do it. I believe. Yeah. What were you, um, you thinking? What did you think? I, I was going to say that, uh, yeah, so the um, the the Wolfenstein series, the, the latest one, which would have been uh, New Colossal, I think was the last right. main one. Uh, the director of that game is no longer at Machine Games. Uh, okay. So the guy who, who did those two, two games is no longer there. Um, okay. So someone else is leading this one. But I think it looks really cool. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it plays. Um, yep. Any thoughts initially on Troy Baker as Indiana Jones? Is he doing the voice? Yeah, yeah, it's Troy Baker. Dude, he's killing it. That's, that's, uh, he's, I think he's nailing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a really good sound alike. Maybe he just does a really good Harrison Ford impression. Yeah, give me. I don't give a shit. No, you, you, you give me. Uh, Indiana was the dog's name in Sean Connery's voice. Go. Oh no no! I was saying no. Like Harrison Ford just doesn't give a shit. That's him delivering his lines. Oh right, they're okay. saying to him. Oh, I thought you. Were this is who you need to I had to try and do. I still want to hear your Sean Connery though. So go. Uh, Indiana was the dog's name. That's that's uh, that's that's the guy from Diablo. <laughs> Stay a while and listen. Stay a little while. <laughs> you know the whistle and everything. Fucking amazing. All yeah. right, excellent. Uh, it's go on. What? <laughs> Stay now you a while, say it belongs in a museum. <laughs> It belongs in a museum. That's oh, terrible. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm looking, look, we don't know what's coming out this year. There ain't a whole lot mm. on the uh, old calendar, but it's nice to see some stuff starting to make their way there. It's got some juice. Yeah. It's got all right. some juice. Do you reckon I should um, go for it on the, uh, on the old fantasy critic? I mean, it's, it's probably an easy eight. Easy Solid eight. eight. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Do I have anything I think is uh risk of dropping below eight? I picked a pretty good team, you see, so. Mm-hmm. Actually, with the news of the the riot uh layoffs, maybe right. Project L isn't in such a good position. Hmm. Fair enough. Mm. All right. A um, couple more pieces here, which as we've slipped in. Uh, the Last of Us uh, TV show, HBO's Last of Us, has some, has some casting announcements. Right. Um, Abby has been casted. Uh, Caitlin Dever, who is uh, an actress that you might know from films such as, uh, she's in Booksmart, really good in that. Um, most recently, last year, uh, No One Will Save You, which is... Uh, She's basically the lead in that one and is, you should watch that one. It's really fucking good. Um, uh, And don't read up on anything about it. Uh, How uh, am I supposed to find out who this person is? I mean, don't, don't read up anything about the actual movie. No, I won't say it's it's on Disney plus um, or whatever their streaming service is. Uh, Yeah. So she's been cast as Abby. Here's some, here's my thoughts. Uh, so she's worked with Naughty Dog before. Um, she was, uh, I don't remember her name, Nathan Drake's daughter. Do you remember? Uh, no. Claire? I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> let's just go with that. Uh, Te- uh, no, Drake. Cassie. Cassie. I was close. Start with a C. Um, so she's worked with them before. Uh, she was kind of like the fan choice to play Ellie before play the Ellie. TV show started. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I thought she would have been a great early. She, she like looks, um, she looks yep. like an Ellie. And yep. so she is now being cast as Abby. Um, here's my thoughts about this whole casting situation is that I don't know where they're going with season two. Mm. If they're going to be st- telling the story of part two, the game, mm. I'm, I don't know how this pans out. Um, I think that. Uh, what's her name? What's the who plays Ellie right now? What's Bella Ramsey? Be- Bella Ramsey. Um, she's a great Ellie from a child, like a teenager perspective. But I don't think she she can pull off like the eight, like the twenty year old sort of look. Even though she is older than that, so she weird. still looks. She still looked young to me. You know what I mean? They got makeup artists and shit. Yeah, but just undeage her right take yeah maybe I, also i could be i just don't know i just in my mind you're more worried about that than fucking caitlin deva has to start her fucking steroid cycle now that's the thing right is that <laughs> putting these two next to each other i'm like uh are okay like she's not a she's she needs like her own Rick Sanchez, uh, like fucking in that episode where Summer gets big muscles so she can beat up beat people up. She needs yeah. that uh, now, like the injection to do it in an instant. Uh, right. Unless she's also unless quite we're short. We get the training montage. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just like I think they're both phenomenal actors, mm. but in my mind. Like the having like literally playing the games right now, I just don't see these two characters from a from a visual perspective like fitting into those roles. 
and I'm sure they'll kill it. It just, it, it just doesn't fit in my brain right now because yeah. I, uh, they just don't look like the way I sort of perce- perceive them. I, when I look at Caitlyn Dever, I don't see her being a towering force mm. over Bella Ramsey. Um, and so I, my hopes, or he, I would like them to like do a time jump at some point and then right. like recast them and have someone else come in. No. Um, and just take it over and be like, here we go. Do the HBO Game of Thrones thing. Do not recast them with a time jump. I hate yeah. it. I hate yeah. it. Do it. No. Um, but in saying that, if they don't, I'm I'm so in. Like, I, she's awesome actress. Uh, and so I'm super keen to see where they take it. And, you know, if it is part two or if it's going to be something else in between and they maybe take a couple of years to get there. Yep. Um, Which is what I pitched they should do. And everyone told me wouldn't wasn't going to happen. But whatever. Never mind. Moving on. What? You think like have a um, tell the in between the four years between whatever exactly. it is. Three years. Yeah. That's 100% what they got to do. Hmm. And when yeah. they get to part two, they will split it. They will split it between the two characters. They will not play, have a season of, of uh, Ellie and then a season of Abby. Do you think they bring Jeffrey right back for uh, Isaac? Isaac is uh, one of the... He's like the leader of the uh, wolf. Oh. Yes. Why wouldn't you? You think they just bring Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright, just the only one playing the same character? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be good. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. They also cast um, Jesse. So, as well. Right, and who's Jesse? He's one of the main. Uh, he is one of the main characters or s- supporting characters from part two. What's he do? Um, he's the one that that meets up with Ellie at the uh, the cinema. Who comes after? Oh, okay. Yep. Dina. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, any of these characters could literally just be around Jackson. So I have to wait and see. Uh, all right. Anyway, next up, last piece of story we got here. Uh, last piece of news we've got here is uh, T-Pain is talking about GTA 6 uh, in relation to him potentially, what well, it sounds like, he's going to be in GTA 6 in some capacity. Um, Rockstar has told him that because of this, he uh, he can't talk about or play GTA RP online anymore mm. through his stream as part of his, I don't know, NDA? He, yeah. The contract he signed. Contract, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is <laughs> it's quite funny that uh, really they good. were like, don't do this. Yeah. Uh, he seems awesome. I don't really watch streams where people talk, but mm. uh, he seems like he's kind of just like fucking doing it all, living it all, having it all. That's what I was trying to say in the first place. Um, yeah. He seems like a rad dude. Uh, if he wants to come to the podcast because he can't play GTA RP anymore, uh, do it to it. I've got so many questions about I'm on a boat. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Does he uh, Does he use like filters on his stream when he's talking? Does he like... He, he check- does. He f- but like not all the time. It's not like... <laughs> it's this not is the gimmicky thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. He just like peppers it in sometimes. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Well, maybe we should do that. Auto tune. Genius. Just randomly. Yep. All no, right. Well, there you go. Harrison Ford voice. Um. So we'll have to wait till next year. Well, at least GTA is coming out next year. There you go. Too true. It's closer. Wow. Yeah. Look at this. What a positive outlook. No longer two years away. Genius. Yeah, next year. It's so close. But that's the news for this this uh, last six weeks. Uh, there's obviously a lot more. Um, yeah. We don't give a shit. No, no. All right. Um, I don't think we have any questions. I uh, I haven't looked, but I'm pretty sure I didn't see anything coming through. Um, but is there anything you want to give a, a shout out to? Maybe you've, you've seen the last break that you thought was really cool or i went and saw godzilla minus one at the cinema okay yep uh i strongly recommend it strongly recommend you go check it out uh obviously it's entirely in japanese actually it's not like there's about 15 words that are in english uh but otherwise it's a japanese film uh so subtitles uh i wouldn't bring small children even if I had small children, I wouldn't bring them to a movie where you had to read the entire thing. But mm-hmm. the people sitting in front of me at the cinema, they made different choices, uh, you know, and they had to leave halfway through. Um, so I'm sure that was that was a learning experience for them. No, I actually genuinely believe um, people are confused. Uh, more than one person has asked me if I was watching the movie with the new King Kong. Like when I said yes. I went to Godzilla minus one because they they thought it was out, right? Because you know Monarch just finished and like they were super confused. Have you watched uh, that Monarch? No. Yeah, I heard it's all right. I don't. It's on my list. I, I don't care about the legendary Godzilla. I watched the last one. and I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. So, not even Kurt uh, well, Russell. Yeah can get me to watch and i generally watch everything kurt is in no why i don't give a fuck about actually that's that's a bit harsh i don't not give a fuck about him no i don't give a fuck about him um (laughs) if wyatt russell wants to come on the podcast talk about uh how i don't give a fuck about him he's more than welcome bring t-pain um but yeah godzilla minus one fucking it's great like a little bit a little bit schmaltzy uh and there is there are definitely some choices that i would not have made myself uh but uh yeah most mostly like uh, i went and saw it with nate and we went in and uh he was like so i heard this has a budget of 15 million dollars what's the like how how many minutes of Godzilla do you reckon we get out of this two-hour film? Hmm. Like one or two? And I'm like, definitely one. Maximum one. I think one is pushing it. Wrong. There's fuckloads of Godzilla. It is Godzilla heavy and it looks awesome and they use the fucking Godzilla theme. It's fucking dope. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Got me listening to Pharaoh Monch again, just just for that one song. Uh, sick stuff. Uh, highly recommend. Nice. What about you, Luke? 
Um, I don't really watch too many movies on the break. Uh, one I caught up on was uh, Dungeons, and, Dungeons and Dragons, the uh, Chris Pine film. I thought it was pretty good. Um, TV shows, I uh, watched Reacher season one. Okay. I recommend that. Ab- absolutely. Yep. It's really good. Season two mm. was f- okay. No. Not as good as season one. No. Um, and I'm currently watching The Curse, which is a Nathan Fielder TV show, which you would fucking hate. Oh, I. How many minutes did you get through? I got through two. Two I, minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I don't know if I can do this. But I was like, I will come back to it when it's all out because it's doing oh, week okay. by week. I'll come back. I can't okay. watch this week to week. I can't spend in it. Like, what I need to do is binge it all have a shower for a day and then i would yeah. find if i watch it week to week i'm going to spend eight weeks like in self like self-pity right hating everything yeah yeah fair enough but you you didn't like uncut gems right i did like uncut gems it just gave oh, you me did. a fucking ulcer yeah oh, okay yeah this is like down spirals more than that no like Plus it is Nathan just fielder it just every episode is just more of a down spot. It's just a bit, a bit slower because Uncut Gems is like what two hours of ah. <laughs> just going out of control. I've not finished it yet, um, but it's just like every episode is just getting digging a hole. Jesus Christ! <laughs> is Kevin Garnett in it? That'd be good. Not yet. No. Damn it! Oh, someone does show up, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit! It's this person." And my wife was like, no, it's not. And I was like, it absolutely is. And I had to look it up. She's like, holy fuck. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I just doesn't seem like the type of show you would enjoy. So that's why I thought you would watch it. Did you watch the rehearsal? No, no, obviously not. Why not? Because I only watch stuff that you, whenever you recommend something, I cross it off my list. It's true. Yeah. I'm like, can't watch that now. Joe's recommended it. What else has this person done? Forgot about that rule. Uh, yeah, I just crossed a bunch of shit off my list. Yeah, you just, you just knocked fucking Godzilla off the list, I guess. <laughs> Prince, yeah. of, you, Prince of Persia was your recommendation initially, and mm. you've crossed it off the list. That's bonkers. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Gone soon. All right. Uh, well, there you go. That, that's the uh, first podcast back for the year. First proper podcast back for this year, 2024. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, anywhere you get your podcast from. You can find uh, us under The Gap or The GA Podcast. If you search for that, we'll come up. Uh, please rate and review the show if you have a moment. It helps other people find us on the internet. You can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Um, I should actually check that because we had an issue with our website. I don't know if it'll work anymore. Um, but anyway, hopefully that will take you to our Discord page, oh. which and it not it doesn't work right now. But Oops. I'll fix that. <laughs> um, and uh, you can jump in there. We talk Oops, about movies, yeah. TV shows, video games. Uh, we play video games on there as well. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Uh, good community going on there. Uh, you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all our past shows and anything else that we put up on there. Uh, that is all thanks to our uh, Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast. That one definitely won't work either, but I'll fix that as well. Um, <laughs> and 
you can uh, you can jump in there and help us uh, help us pay the bills for the website, uh, keep things running. So we appreciate everyone's support. Thanks um, so much, especially leading into this new year. Um, mm. I don't know if we gave a shout out last year to all those people, but yes, we uh, thank you so much. It helps us a lot. I think um, we did. I think we might have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, you can also go to our. I've, there's a new plugin on the site as well. You can just click the join Discord button. That should take you there. But I'll set up the link as well. All right. Um, so it works. Nice. Anyway, the website shit itself the other day, and I spent quite a lot of time trying to fix it. Um, uh. It looks like I uh, missed some things. Missed some so, things. Is that why the yeah. last podcast didn't go up? Oh, it did go it, up. He's it did it. go up. It wasn't up. I earlier. usually just don't post it uh, until later on. Like it goes up on the feeds and all that sort of stuff. Right. It just doesn't go up on the website mm. all the time, straight away. Sometimes yeah. I schedule it. This one, I couldn't. I literally couldn't put it up because the website yeah, right. was fucked. Um, some Meanwhile, like PHP update went through. Doing nothing. Some yeah, some PHP update went through and just broke literally everything. Wow! And I had to fix it all. Yeah, PHP, um, HTML, yeah, CSS, <laughs> .net. Yep. Dot .net. You know the the yeah, good I ones. Know I know more. I know more. Yeah. Don't worry. You don't have to quiz me on it. Um, yeah. Cool. Java. Java. All right. <laughs> yeah, I've got so much Java. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That is the uh, podcast for this week. Next week we've got some. Um, We'll talk. We've got a few games on the list that are under embargo right now, yes. uh, which we can talk about then, and uh, and then we'll be back. It's February. Um, Suicide Squad. I guess we'll wait and see. We'll, we'll have a better idea, a better idea next week if we can talk about it. Um, otherwise, yeah. it'll be the week after. Mm. We can jump in here and. It'll be a crowded to... week, won't it? What isn't What else is next week? Isn't your game of the year out in February? First week of February? Is that the first What's week? That? Skull and Bones, mate. Oh, is it? It's your... I thought that was the end of the February. Oh, it is. 16th, middle of February. Yeah, I'll We're play some wrong. pirate games. Fucking your game of the year. Helldivers 2. Helldivers is coming out. Yeah, Fuck Sony's yeah, already asked me about that one. I'm bumped. Um, pumped. Bumped? Pumped. And uh, you, you know what else came out? Sea of Thieves. New season for that just came out today. Dedicated servers and... Uh, that piracy PV, PVE mode. No piracy mode. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That sounds All good. All right. Well, that game's dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. They were like, how, how would that new Skull and Bones games come out? How can we shoot ourselves in the foot? Let's remove a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well, there you go. That is the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I uh, hope you had a safe and fantastic Christmas. Uh, and uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Love you. Bye.